Hey, hey y'all. y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And today we are back with one of our series. We are watching The Legend of Vox Machina, I believe episodes three and four. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, we're back with the adventures of Vox Machina and critical role in the wonderful world of Xandria. Xandria is a uh, bit of a, a known thing here on uh, not the Sorry Not Sorry generation, considering <laughs> our D&D campaign is also set in Xandria, though. It Nowhere is near the Vox That's Machina true. characters. It's, it's set in Wildmount in a different time frame. So I think it's set. To be fair, it's set just uh, not too far past uh, the end of Campaign 2 with the Mighty Nine, but uh, prior to Campaign 3 with the Bell's Hells. So, if anybody was curious about that timeline. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we are watching Legend of Vox Machina episodes uh, 3 and 4 today in our quest for the series. It will literally take us absolutely forever to get to the end of this especially because they keep releasing new seasons and they have plans to release the mighty nine um which will be i can't wait for that one like i really i really just can't wait for that one um mostly not because i like the mighty nine more than i like Vox machina but because that's where our campaign is set in wild mount uh, and i want i want you guys to get to like see the world and all that stuff so because like that's really cool to me so um but yeah so it'll be it'll be fun and uh maybe one day i'll take you guys to Teldore or something so after we get through like at least the first season of vox machina so and we just we like we we've heard about them mm. and now we just want to you know be like them maybe yeah. oh, no. you know vox machina are like traditional style like D heroes and then the mighty nine are more underground heroes and then the bell's hells i'm anti-heroes might be better (laughs) they do a lot of shit the moon might blow up so yeah the moon yeah might blow up yeah okay so i'm not entirely caught up on the bell's hells and what they're doing and cool triggering another calamity um so you know um how off canon we get (laughs) it depends on whether or not the bell's hells trigger another calamity and destroy exandria so that's just kind of up to them so i don't don't intend to destroy exandria so we'll see how that goes let matt break his own world (laughs) i'm not gonna break it i don't want to break it so um but yeah, so you guys can um, listen to us uh, banter about D&D mechanics. Um, as I have learned recently, though, Ani yes. watching or going to see something D&D related gives her ideas. <laughs> you just figured it out. Because she just got through going to see the D- Dungeons & Dragons movie and oh, then great. spent quite a bit of time texting me all the shit she wanted to do, asking me if she could do a bunch of weird shit, and then making me... <laughs> Making me have to, for like the next, I don't know, day or two, come up with 
like, hey, if you mutilate these bodies on a regular basis, I will start making you add, like, points towards becoming more genuinely evil. (laughs) And I've had to start trying to come up with, like, a counter system so she can't just mutilate every body she comes across. So... (laughs) I don't know what was in that D&D movie, but fuck. I have not seen that, but I'm pretty sure they probably didn't harvest all of the brains and make golems in the movie. No, but Val has a book on golems and she needs brains to make a golem, so. I gotta be more careful about what books I can read. Fuck. was supposed to be a funny book, not a, a life plan for Valgaria. So. Oh my god. Isn't that. It's the second necromancy style book you guys have because Asha yeah, has one too. Asha right? got the first one, yeah. About like you're. I gotta give you guys non necromantic like books <laughs> or something like, you know, healing one hundred and one, the guide to pixies and rainbows, like fuck. <laughs> something that's not that's really just not necromancy i didn't realize i'd given you guys so many necromancy books but apparently i have clearly i i enjoy it yeah i mean like it's entertaining as hell i'll tell you that but me sitting there trying to like how am i going to balance with consequences valkaria actively mutilating bodies on a regular basis (laughs) because no like i'm gonna let you get away with being like the fucking hannibal lecter of like (laughs) exandria i was like no i was just picturing valkaria sitting there like covered in blood and guts and just looking as happy as a clam and i'm like (laughs) no you're gonna get arrested as a serial murderer and tried in the high court of rexendrum and they're not nice unless i eat them all (laughs) why listeners tell me why i can picture valkaria threatening to eat the king of the dwindalian empire (laughs) tell me why everyone right now is picturing valkaria standing in chains in the throne room of the dwindalian empire threatening to eat their king starting a second international war between zorhas and rexentrum or dwindalian empire and like She's not even from Jorhas, but they'll think she is because of the companions she's with. She's gonna start a war without ever having set foot in the country that they're blaming. I mean... This, this, this campaign gonna get derailed. This is why, this is why there's going to be a checks and balances system. And as I put before consequences for your actions (laughs) because i will not let valkaria become the fucking hannibal lecter of exandria no no eating people though um the next iteration of DD is considering instead of classifying the um the different races instead of as races as species instead and somebody's immediate thing to put on there is like that means if an elf eats a human, it's no longer cannibalism. And I'm like, oh my god. 
the fact that that was anyone's first thought like just i mean first thought and it's just like <laughs> okay why <laughs> just why? why not because cannibalism is wrong on a anything is possible I mean, you guys are being stalked by a goose, so, like, I mean, I guess it's not really stalking you at this point, as you guys have kind of accepted him, but, like, kind of stalking. Because you can't do anything about him, he is going to show up, and he does probably watch you when you're not paying attention. Most likely. So. He just shows up, does what he wants. I like how we slowly, like, have been seeing geese-related things across the internet, and are just adding to Sir Goosington's family. And it's also the internet when I'm out and about, too, I see uh, geese. Yeah, and it's just like, there's just geese more often now, and I'm like, mm, suspicious. I feel like I've awoken, like, an eldritch horror or something like that in the form of a goose, and it's just plaguing us with geese. And it's just it's like, coming. okay. I'm just gonna, one day, I'm just gonna, like, hear from behind me, just deep. You started it. I did. You started the goose uprising. I did. I've, I've started something awful, and I don't know how to stop it at this point, so... Oh, well, this has been derailed already. Not that that's Nothing a surprise. New. Like, we've been technically sitting here for recording for an hour, and I've just started recording, so. And we haven't even started the show, so. No. <laughs> but, Not like, look. Well, look, we get derailed in every episode. We're going to especially get derailed watching a D&D campaign set in the world of our D&D campaign while talking about D&D campaigns. We're <laughs> on the same subject. Just, it's it's uh, all subject matter related, also, but just also adjacent. So it's been it's a fine. it's fine. It's fine. And if anybody's here expecting us to keep on track of what we're talking about, then they are clearly listening to the wrong podcast. They've clearly never listened to us before. That's for sure. All right, let's go. Now we begin. All right, episode three. Of, three. Ah, uh, we're in Whitestone. Well, that's Percy before his hair went white. Look at his large, happy family. Yeah, a lot of shit happens to the Dorillos when the Briarwoods show up. The worst part is, is that that dinner that they're having was in honor of the Briarwoods because they'd come to visit from uh-huh. Wildmount, by the way. Great. Yeah, from the Dwindalian Empire. To be oh, poor Percy's having nightmares about his traumatic childhood. Oh, and we I see love- his plague mask. I love, I love him. Yeah. It's so dramatic. She's like, bad dream. And he's like, is there any other kind? I'm like, Percy, you emo gothic bitch. <laughs> like, I love you, you but holy fuck. Bitch. Like, holy fuck. Like, the most interesting part about Percy, too, is he's such an emo gothic person. And yet he dresses with all of the refinery of a high king. And with all of the proper wordage of one. <laughs> and it's just like, you are a contradiction. Oh, he's great. I love how emo he is. Like, it's oh, yeah. one of my favorite Percy things about him. Percy is easily, like, one of the best characters Critical Role has ever produced. Then again, that's just Taliesin. Some of the best characters ever to come out of, like, uh, Critical Role are just Taliesin's characters. You could just assume whatever character Taliesin has is going to be a crowd favorite. He has some, he has either the top or, like, in the top two of my favorite character of every campaign. So, ah, Allison right. is just, he's very good at this. And all of his characters are wildly different, too. 
Good morning, Keyleth. I like how they really don't explain how suddenly they just have a house. <laughs> oh, like no. it does. They... And the end of episode two, remember they gave them a place to set up shop. Yeah, and like it's just such a little short little like hey by the way here's a fucking house <laughs> it's just right like, and then suddenly they have not a house but what looks like in the show a fucking castle it looks like a full-on tavern that too vexa she's just hugging a full and look how like dilapidated this whole place is it is they have done nothing to fix it uh and lady alora is just like uh anybody here it's like you guys didn't clean anything and just blow shit up right next door it's fine uh-huh <laughs> Did you bring the house or no? <laughs> you have a dinner date tonight. Oh shit, that shit's tonight? Sounds like me. This is the kind of shit that Val should not be in- introduced to. Val until... meeting Vox Machina. <laughs> Fuck. Who do you think would be her, uh, her BFF? Uh, Scanlan. Scanlan and Val together. There is no for. I don't think Matt Mercer himself could stop y'all. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, I feel like it would be him. Percy? Or Scanlan? Scanlan. Scanlan, yeah. Yeah, Val and Scanlan together. Oh, good lord. I like how they've been invited to a ball. And it's just like, Percy has to take you shopping. Because you are Mm -hmm. not dressed or understand what the fuck you should be wearing. No. Not at all. all the hell we're doing. They are all dressed pretty nicely. You know, I don't... I question pieces of Scanlan's outfit. Oh, it's Matt. I love when they would just put random NPCs in as Matt. <laughs> it's like, technically, he's every NPC. Right? <laughs> but Keyleth should know what to wear, more or less. And, so sh- and Scanlan definitely should, so... Yeah, he definitely should know. Vex and Vax should technically also now their dad is an ambassador so like but i don't think he really ever included them in anything so they're half elves and that's a shame so who's supposed to get drunk from fucking champagne you're not you're not especially considering the size of grog but yet pike is out drinking him yeah pike and her little gnomish self (laughs) <laughs> Reginald, what in the world? Scanlan just like pretending to be scandalized by things that didn't happen. Percy and everyone's looks, like, I don't get it. Percy looks so excited. He looks Uh-oh. about he's about to shit himself. Yeah. I mean to be fair, if you, you turned around and saw the you know, the murderers of your entire family and the people who tortured you for a very long time, you'd probably lose your shit too. So can't fault you there. And he has no weapons. Oh, baby. Yeah, of all people not to have any magic. <laughs> like, Percy would have killed them in that instance. Just out of nowhere. Welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Briar w- Wood. Well, never mind. They seem to have died. <laughs> and it's uh the interesting thing is is like at this point i'm not sure they really knew a whole lot about who percy was Mm -hmm. so like this was very surprising to everyone it's just like what's going on (laughs) my safe words mommy shut up scanning it's not really the best safe word for scanlan no no like he would say it more often exactly we know scanlan so well 
seats for the Sovereign's Dragon Slayers. Yeah, make Percy sit directly across the people who murdered him. Like, yeah, that's 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 great. But do they know? Uh, I think they would probably recognize him. Yeah, like he wasn't. It wasn't. It was no the, the sovereign. The sovereign. Oh, the sovereign. No, no, the sovereign. Yeah. The, the so sovereign no knows. Clue. The sovereign knows something happened in Whitestone, but every emissary they send to Whitestone for the past several years has just not come, come back. back. Yeah. So they just quit sending people. <laughs> Awkward silence ensues. Mm-hmm. It's like, Uriel, are you aware you're sitting next to a vampire? Like, are you aware of that? He's <laughs> just staring, he's like, staring a like a perm. No, he's not. <clears throat> I'm bothered. Throwing things at him to try and get his yeah. attention. Hey! No. Keyless, why are you eating with the gloves on? That's weird. I don't hate Grog's idea either. Punch them in the face, see what happens. Vex is literally the only one trying to be subtle. She's got like her fan in front of her face so people can't see her talking and everything like that. And then Vax is just walking around sneaking into shit, so. Though to be fair, he's very good at it. There's a reason he's a, a rogue, so. He's very sneaky sneaky. That poor servant looks like he hasn't, like, slept in months. Probably hasn't, and he probably gets his blood sucked a lot, too. Probably. I was gonna say, when would the guards not notice the snake that was, like, coming up to them? That was so easy to pickpocket. I mean, yeah. to pick the lock. He does roll really well, like, for lockpicking. Val getting the genuine ability to lockpick is gonna be an interesting situation. Lies for my drunks and knaves. Oh, isn't everybody Vampire glad? Vampire cast that... compulsion. Yeah, isn't everybody glad that Asha isn't a, a full vampire? Yeah. She, if you think I, like Val gets into shit, imagine Asha being full vamp and not having most of her mor morality. Mm hmm. That would be, uh... Scary. Yeah. No. Yes, you have, but no. Delilah. <laughs> beads? I've never seen you wear... <laughs> Different kind of beads, Keila. Different kind of beads. They go where you can't see them. You don't want to know about him, Keyless girl. No, you really don't. I know that snake belt has a name, like they named the snake. I just don't remember what it is. Snake belt. There. And Vax, dear, how unsubtle is that? You just took everything in it and threw it out on the floor. Like people are gonna know you went in there. <laughs> oh, look oh, at all that's though. creepy as shit. Magic shit. And how Dark long magic. does it take him to do this? They go through a whole dinner. Like, and Vax is in there. Yeah. Tell me, how did you take Whitestone? Oh, yes. Yeah, a disease, disease called my, vampirism? A rare disease, my ass. They abandoned their, <laughs> their people. After the children raided the treasury. Are you fucking kidding me? 
<laughs> She's like, excuse us for a moment. Literally, all Percy would really have to do is is say who he was, like in that moment. Like, you don't get it. Well, fucking tell me so I can get it. I love how his glasses just go white. Yeah, in very anime style. All right, you got what you came for. And you don't see Silas's reflection in the mirror. Dun dun dun! Finding the boy was unexpected. Pillow mints, right? You're a handsome couple. You have to don't just immediate flirt with them. What are you gonna do if they take you up on the offer? Why didn't, what do you mean, why didn't Percy tell you? Like, come on, who's gonna open up about that shit? He has known them for at least a little while. Like, you can't tell us your last name, Percy? You have so many. <laughs> oh, my beads of love. Oh, Scanlon. I just love that when they actually, like, played the campaign, mm-hmm. this is how he would communicate. Oh, he sang a lot. The song. He sang a lot in campaign one. And most of it was like off the top of his head, too. Yummy. Now, is Vax infected or just. Wounding? No, you have to go through like a, there's a process for that. Okay. So he did jump out a giant window, though. And Celias did not have any issues following. Nope. And there's that twins uh bond. <laughs> Look how they just pull the guard out and just throw him here. Poor Matt in his many iterations. His many iterations. Every NPC oh that's Matt. Yeah. I think he is the voice of Silas, too. Like at the moment. Like obviously he is in the campaign, but I think he's the voice of Silas at the moment too. Is he? Let's see. You ever watched anime music videos? Yes. They have some damn good ones of The Legend of Vox Machina. Ooh. I'll have to send you a a couple because some of them are really good. No one kills Vax but me. Oh, Grog. Okay, Grog. Vax got his ass handed to him. Yeah, poor Vax. Not a lot you could do against a necromancer and a vampire all at the same time. This is the kind of shit Val wants to have. Which part? The 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 gun, the vampire, the necromancy? The necromantic shit comes from Delilah. Yes, this is Matt. He is Silas. I thought so. A fucking uh bruiser's grown up against him and winning. Yeah, uh the weapon that Silas has absorbs energy from the blood that it draws, which makes it a really hard thing to go against Grog. This is terrible. <laughs> And, and Scanlan is over there just having a great sing-off time. Scanlan is making sweet love to food. Yes, he is. Why his and friends everyone, nearly die. And everyone is very, very appalled. Yeah. Well, some people are appalled. Some people are enjoying the performance quite True. True. Yeah. Oh, no. Not Grog. Yeah, the sword gains a lot of energy from... Uh, Blood? Yeah. And like the it takes, I think it 
a necromantic ability where it takes the HP that you, like the damage it does to you. I think it heals him or it powers up uh, the sword. It's probably been a while. The sword. Uh oh. So to be clear, Val wants to do that creepy shit. Yeah. There's no. I was gonna say there's no denial even on your face. <laughs> the weird the creepy thing where it looks like all your the bones in your fingers break as you send magic out. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I just want everything to be with the shadows. Fair. Keyleth kicking ass. The wall of vines. <laughs> I did as you ordered. <laughs> Bite me. You're always welcome back home. Oh, you didn't. Oh. And now he's turning on his friends. And Pike is having an existential crisis. Yeah, her holy symbol's broken. And the darkness is going to start taking over Percy. Now, is he a warlock? He's mainly a fighter sharpshooter, but he has a warlock pack, yes. Yes, that's what I... He's both. He is multi-class at this point. Yes. Yes, interrogate the poor soul at gunpoint. As weird, creepy demon smoke comes around you. That's the kind of shit I want Val to do, is that creepy smoke. And everybody's just like, what the fuck is he doing right now with the weird plague mask? Shot all of the fingers off that dude's hand. Poor guy. Well, and you can see the, the demon. I believe his name is Orthalax. Also, Percy, out of every campaign, Percy has the best lines that Taliesin came up with. Like, they're so good and just so badass. Like, who just automatically thinks that when they're pointing something at somebody, it's like, your soul is forfeit. Like, that's such a good fucking line. <laughs> Scanlan is just covered in pie, and he's just like, I had a great time. What happened? I was like, ah, oh, shit. I love how short they are, and also, like, at the same time, it just completely throws me off. What does? The how episodes? short they are. Yeah. Yeah. 22 episodes is the average length of an anime episode. I know. But I'm like so into it. I'm like, I want yeah. more. But it's really funny because that that event took place probably over multiple like campaign sessions of four plus hours. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that's probably like 12 hours that. worth of video footage. Because um, the Vox Machina campaign is well over 100 episodes. Damn. Yeah. Both of their campaigns so far have been over 100 episodes. Though the Mighty Nine one is for campaign two is technically longer, but they didn't start filming Vox Machina at the very beginning of the campaign. They'd been doing it for a little while first before they decided to start filming okay. it. So. so there's less episodes for Vox Machina, though there's probably technically more content if you include the sessions they did before they'd made it a live stream. Okay. You're confined to your keep. Fox Machina is being put under house arrest. Why would you listen to the Briarwoods? You guys already had suspicions that it was weird that nobody was coming in or out of the city. And you're going to just... You're just high-speed tailing it out of the city. It takes days. Many days. Many days to get all the way 
from Amon to Whitestone. They have my book! What do you mean they have the means to retrieve the book? As in they can just Accio that shit it'll come to them? Uh, it depends on what kind of book she's referring to. If it, if she's, I can't remember. I think she's a wizard. Hang on. Depends on what Delilah Briarwood's class is. Oh, she is a wizard. Okay. Um, all of Delilah's spells come from a book, basically. Right. And she has to have the book in order to cast all of her spells. But if you are a wizard and you lose your book, there are rituals you can perform to recreate it. it. Okay. Depending on like your subclass, what the DM allows, things like that too. So, all right. So, but uh, all wizards have to have a book. That's another thing. The difference between a sorcerer and a wizard is the wizards have to find their spells, study the spells, write their spells in their own spell book and pay a bunch of gold to keep the spell basically. So, but they also have the most extensive list of spells they can learn too. Get your hands off my instrument! I just want to serenade the groove. <laughs> no one's trying to escape, man. He does not joke. No, no, he does not. <laughs> I love that tiefling behind him struggling to hold Grog's axe. Oh, it hurts. Can you read that? Cause I can't. Mm-mm. Now does Keyleth just like walk around with a bag of dirt on her? Uh, she. Like most druids, collect seeds and dirts and things like that. So, because okay. uh, druid crafting, which is a cantrip, works on a lot of different things. So, hey, if you go to Whitestone, they don't technically answer to Uriel. So, <laughs> right? Where'd you go? Uh, she's <laughs> what she said. Clearly, Pike is not mentally there. No, her holy symbol's broken, man. She yeah. is having a crisis. Yep. I just started translating. And he's bitching about the handwriting. I mean, I, I mean, I would too, because that's just how we do. But, lol. <laughs> now they're just having a flip-off war. Or they're flipping each other off. Yeah, we talk. All of us. Percival. No. It's like, do you think to mention the Briar was killing your family? No. Would you like to mention the fact that you're possessed by a demon? No. No. We don't need to. We don't, it's a need to know basis. My weapon burns black powder. Uh, everybody kind of saw the weird shadow, Percival. <laughs> we saw you shoot an innocent. It's like you. And it's just like, to be fair, you guys keep calling him a boy. He looked like he was simultaneously 80 and 180. So. <laughs> It's like, you don't know anything about what happened to my family. It's like, well, we would if you would just fucking talk to us. I think we would. We would understand if you actually told us. And now he's finally telling them. Finally telling them about how they came from uh, Wild Mount. And then they went through the whole city and they slaughtered literally everyone who just fucking got in their way. Slaughtered all of his siblings, both older and younger, because he wasn't the oldest. And then they tortured him and his sister, Cassandra. Cassandra was the youngest in the family, I believe. And uh, they tortured them both. Cassandra managed to untie herself. And she released him. They escaped. And she was shot down in the escape. And well, he kept turn- he kept running away, um, assuming that she was dead. Yeah, he saw her fall, like, get, get knocked down. She got shot by a lot of arrows, to be fair. Like, Yeah. 
You take me to the night. They are at a graveyard. They broke into a graveyard, Delilah and Silas. I like how and... the, they just label her talking as like a foreign language. Chanting <laughs> just in chanting foreign in language. foreign language. Yeah, the, the language of magic and death, you know, that, that foreign language everybody it's, learns. Yeah, you know, that one. Vikor Brahma Utsaka. I heard Victor. It's... And no Mailbox keep. Machina is walking around finding out their keep has secret passages. I mean, are you surprised? I'm not. Keyleth can make sunlight or light. Come on. It depends on what kind of cantrip she has and yeah. whether or not she has sunlight as a spell prepared or has access to it at this level. Fucking talk. I don't really think you need to throw them around. So they've been separated at this point. It's taking like four people to put Grog in a room. And uh, Keyleth and Percy have been put in a room together. What if we get hungry? Eat a fucking... Where are we supposed to get a sandwich from? How am I supposed to cut anything that goes for the sandwich? I mean, they put Percy with Keyleth, which are two vastly opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, Percy is currently uh, losing his mind a little. And Keyleth is... He's succumbing to the darkness. Yeah, and Keyleth is like the most light person that there is, but also the most anxious child on the planet. So, an interesting combination. But they are great friends, though. So, though technically, Keyleth should still be able to wild shape and escape if she wants to turn into a bug or something. But she wouldn't have much reason just to escape by herself. Oh, well, recon. And Pike is praying to the Everlight. Ever like talk interesting to me. that their keep even comes with a temple? It's really interesting how many gods Vox Machina just meets. Like, imagine just meeting like a bunch of gods, like everybody from Jesus to Zeus. And it's just like, mm. yeah. I love how she's sweating while she's praying. Like, this should not be that arduous. It's got a lot of energy and magic it takes to do it. You always talk in your sleep. Yeah, she was kneeling at an altar, but definitely sleeping. Also, does anybody actually expect to be able to keep Grog locked in a room that doesn't have, like, a stone and metal door barring it? I was like... gonna say, why doesn't he just, like, knock the door down? <laughs> Grog ate the ashes of Mike's ancestors. Yeah, he's like, what kind of uh, spices are these? Those are the ashes, Grog. Pike is not Aww. having a good day. He's hugging Grog. And Grog's reaction is like, well, if she can't hear you, speak louder. He's like, I don't get it. I love Pike and Grog's friendship. Like, it's so sweet. And they've known each other for so long. And she cares so much about him. But he also, like, in his own way, shows how much he cares about her, which is just as much. Oh, it's a werewolf person. Wolf man. He also kind of looks like an ape to me. Yeah. Okay, that's creepy. Yummy. Something just stuck its hand through your friend's chest and crushed and... into death against a wall. And you that's are grabbed. Gross in all of Vox Machina's unarmed. <laughs> yep. I love how Percy just like zero hesitations, like they locked him in the best room possible, and he just hits a button and just more guns <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> it's like here's the guns 
Kayla, sweetie, telling Percy you might never see your family again. You know, like, okay, you're talking to somebody who has who won't see his family again. Yeah. But then again, she can't go home unless she completes her Aramente. So I think that's how you pronounce that. Yeah, her but she can't. But she can't go home until she completes it. So. So even if she has the chance to, she might never get to. She doesn't complete it. Her mom died completing it. So. See, Percy's can be such an ass, but he's such a supportive asshole. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, your family's still alive. Mine's dead. Fan out. Don't separate. Aw. Poor Trinket. Poor Trinket's so scared. And something just stuck its claws in the back of that dude's head. No wonder Trinket's scared. Trinket's like, I'm stuck here and I can't run. Like, someone please let me go. It's like, please let him go. Grog, do your grog thing. I love it. Scanlan's getting cheese on a ancient, ancient magical book. I like how Keyleth and Percy have already just separately escaped. <laughs> what did you do? We were we've been stuck in here all day. She's like, we've been here. It's like five people are dead. If you didn't kill them, who did? Uh, I don't know. You guys were the ones who were watching us, so right? It's not us. Isn't that creepy? They like look like the race. girls. I was gonna say they look like the girls from the ring. Yeah, they do. The possibly mm. creepier. I wonder. Fair. These are the things that Delilah sent after the book. Oh, they went in her. Goddamn. Ew, isn't that gross? Yeah. There you go. She's a bunny now. She's a jackalope, I think. Yeah. You can't kill a wraith with a knife. They're already dead. At least a non-magical knife you can't. Into the light. Nope. <laughs> Scanlan and Vex are not doing well. They just have this just black, black ichor just coming all the way down them. A trigger? Ew. They hand her a crossbow. Oh no. Uh oh. It's in Keyleth. Keyleth has it... been possessed and is being dragged up a wall. I mean, like, if you can't smash it even just hard grab enough, them and like crush you, their head. You, they're not technically fully corporeal, so you can't really touch them without uh -oh. something magical. That's why the weapons aren't working, because you have to have a magical weapon to attack something like that. Gotcha. Which, interestingly enough, none of you guys in the campaign have magical weapons. So if I throw ghosts can't. at you, you have to use actual magic and spells to do something about can it. Can I imbue magic into a weapon? No. Nope. Okay. There are spells for that, but uh, you guys don't have them. Like uh, Shillelagh, which is a druid spell, and I think another class. Everybody's got black ichor coming down their face, and Pike can't access the Everlight's magic. Keyleth is having a fucking meltdown. I would do all that shit going on. And that one's trying to eat Percy. Percy's, Percy's like, prove yourself, Keyleth. There you go. That's my girl, Keyleth. Oh, look at these things just turn into boils and disappear. The wonders of the daylight spell when used properly. And that thing just beats its own head against a wall. And now we got an arrow through it because they're more corporeal. Uh-huh. Look at that. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> dagger 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 i like how that thing just swiped a bunch of times like it didn't hit that guy at all <laughs> and grog's gonna beat somebody to death with a chandelier yep uh, percy just punching percy the shit needs out of therapy percy like, is just thumping this thing there you go grog takes the head off percy just needs so much therapy it was a lot of magic all at once yeah it's not very often you get to use the daylight spell to the effectiveness in which it was intended. Especially because technically the daylight spell doesn't produce sunlight. 
However, I, light. yeah, which is the dumbest fucking thing for a spell called daylight. Um, I believe Matt home like changed the rules so that it was sunlight that it was producing because it doesn't make any fucking sense that a spell called daylight doesn't produce sunlight. Right. I've seen like definitely many campaigns that have that issue of fighting the undead. It's like, well, the daylight spell technically doesn't produce sunlight. And it's just like, there's then there's no spell that produces sunlight. The sun so, spell, I don't know. Yeah, and then there's 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 weapons that do, but it's just like it's really stupid if a spell called daylight doesn't produce daylight. Right. It's just like okay, that doesn't make any sense. Percy's leaving to Whitestone, and Percy's just like you, he's you, leaving, thinking no one's. He's leaving, see him and like and Vox Machina is just like. And you think we're not going with you because... Why? It's just like, we're going with you basically whether you like it or not, so... It's like, imagine Val just trying to go off on her own. Just, like, the level of and shit ja she would get. <laughs> like, Jazz would just fucking pick her. Like, she'd probably tackle her Val and then pick uh -huh. her up and, like, haul her by her tail and go in the direction of where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Just be like, just pick you up, drag you along. Just like, yeah, you're going with us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Scanlan got his loot back. That's cool. Where's Trinket? Trinket's coming. Uh, he has a little home dome and a gym that Vexale wears. Ah. Uh, okay. Pike's, Pike's not, going. not going. So Pike leaving to go to the temple is how they explained the fact that Ashley Johnson uh, had work and she had to constantly leave and couldn't be there for a lot of the sessions. Yeah. Aww. And her ability to like learn astral projection and like produce herself wherever she needs to be is the uh, their ability of like how to explain her coming back when she was available. She Which finally is... got to talk to the Everlight. Mm -hmm. And she's like in whatever temple that she needs to be in and is astral projecting herself forward. Oh, and Scanlan and Grog are so sad that she's not there. Well, she's sad too. I don't even know what temple she goes to. to. I think. It... I don't remember if she went to the one that's on the other continent or not. Oh. I mean, like, campaign one came out, like, a long fucking time ago. So, like... We, we will find out next time. True. I, I just... I can't remember if she goes to the one that's in the next... In the other continent. Or if there's a Temple of the Everlight in Taldore. Because the Everlight is, like, a lesser-known deity, so... Ah, oh, we get to meet one of my favorite characters in episode five. We've met Gilmore before. Oh no, we that's right. We met Gilbert Gilmore. Gilmore, yeah. We've like met Gilmore. Gilmore before. I love Gilmore. People were really surprised that Matt wasn't going to voice Gilmore. Gilmore? Yeah. And he's like, no, he wanted but he said that he wanted somebody that had like a genuine accent for Gilmore. Ah. Uh, and uh and so he would he wanted to like hand the reins off. And he said he knew that going in, like before they started like for the show and everything like that if they did he wanted to hand the reins off to it but people were really surprised because Gilmore is like Matt's all time favorite like wizard boy Matt makes wonderful wizard boys I will say that like every fucking campaign there's always one fantastic wizard boy and then in well except for in campaign 3 campaign 3's wizard boy is trying to destroy the moon so oh, well. so but campaign one and two have very delightfully good-looking wizard boys, so because Essek is campaign two's wizard boy, so I can't wait to meet Essek. Cannot wait to meet Essek. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to meet Essek. Oh, delightful. 
So I can't wait for you guys to like journey through Wild Mount and like get to see all the different places and do all the different things. Yeah, finally leave the fucking north. Yeah, like I've got interesting, horrific, and just downright delightful things planned for you guys. So all the good things. Oh yeah, all the all the good things. Just sit there some days, just saying, you know, so how do I emotionally scar my best friends? <laughs> just like, how do I traumatize and delight a pair of people? Like, how do I, how am I going to do that? How am I going to, like, do something you guys really enjoy and then later traumatize the shit out of you? So, you will find a way. I'm, I'm sure. sure. It's all about emotionally connecting you to your characters and then doing devastating shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. You guys like the little tiefling girls and then I made them very ill. So. You. You. I did. I did. So so mean. I I know. It's so much fun. I love planning shit but the thing that gets me because like i plan like all the shit out and then like i just know it'll be at least months before you get to something because i like am i planning the things that you're doing in the next two sessions no am i planning things you'll do like at level 14 yeah it's just like yeah why not yeah so it's just like okay we'll get okay. there we'll, we'll, we'll fucking like, get there it's like we'll get there we'll get there so I swear to God, if there's something ever happens and we don't get, like, get to the end of this campaign, I'm writing everything out because, like, I spent too much time and energy, like, not having people understand the ending of this campaign. So, <laughs> it's just like the overarchingness of the campaign. So, but I have some fun things planned for you guys, you know, after the every time I traumatize you guys, I try to do something fun. <laughs> so, or vice versa. I mean, you gotta, you gotta you keep ha- being spicy. That's how it works. Yeah, every time you have fun, I traumatize you later. So, I mean, you know. What depends. more can you expect? It just depends. So, so what did you think of episodes three and four of The Legend of Vox Machina? Oh, shit's just getting good. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that the like the briarwood arc is like asap it it hits you out of fucking left field it's like oh okay it is literally episodes like it starts in episode three and like i it's so many episodes into the first campaign (laughs) and it's just like and whatever they were doing before they started recording the campaign but like Mm It's just so many episodes into the first campaign, and but in here it's already here's episode three, the Briarwood arc. I'm like, oh, okie dokie. Oh, oh, we're going there now. It's okay. just like I wasn't prepared for Delilah Briarwood in episode three. So, but uh, I love Percy so much. Him and his gothic emo drama. He's gothic emo. He's so. Oh. But he has some of the best lines, though. Like my. God, and some of the stupidest lines. Like one of Taliesin's famous quotes, which is from Percy's, life needs things to live. And it's just such the dumbest fucking quote. It's true. But also... Life needs things to live. Yes, yes, it is. And it's just like, yes, but also, really? This is the same person who at some point yells at somebody, your soul is forfeit. And like, that's such a metal line. (laughs) And then it's just like, Percy. Percy, Percy, Percy. You have the coolest and the stupidest lines all in one. And I love you for it. So, (laughs) but he's such a serious 
like dramatic person and then just such a weirdo and a dork all at once so and a dork all at once he is a huge dork though like i love him but he's a huge dork like the amount of times he spends in like tinkering with things and like inventing new things and like all this which is you know and like he made all those he made guns basically and it's just like oh percy like if you of all things to make he made guns <laughs> Like, he yes. invented guns, like, to be fair. So, they, um, made, it wasn't, I don't, I don't think it was a subclass in D&D Sharpshooter when Critical Role came, became, because they didn't start as a D&D campaign. I believe they started as a Pathfinder campaign, and that has okay. a Sharpshooter. That's why in the beginning of the campaign, when they're airing it, where like they have like under everybody like they have the name of yeah. their character and then like the subclass or like the class of their character and his wasn't fighter it was gunslinger and i uh -huh. think that was a holdover from being a pathfinder game in the beginning so okay um, and so then they just kind of made gunslinger for him because obviously you can't just go changing percy's entire repertoire of what he does so but uh, no we can't just completely change that okay no but uh and then like you have to make the bullets you have to find the black powder for the bullets like and in a world that doesn't have guns finding black powder is really hard <laughs> it's just like why would people have black powder if they don't have like things that go boom like yeah though you've got cannonballs and stuff like that so you know like it, it's it's out there in the world just not easy to come by and then you have to make the bullets and all yeah because we saw it did we see Percy making bullets? He's we saw him making guns. I don't think we've seen okay. him making bullets. Bullets. But he definitely okay. does at some point. So he kind of has to. He's, he can't go buy them from anyone because he made them in the first place. So Yeah, that's fair. But um, yeah, I love Vox Machina. I love the legend of Vox Machina. It's really good. It's really just kind of nice to see it in like a more comprehensive way that doesn't take a hundred plus episodes to watch. Like watching yeah. watching the live stream is great and it's it's really it's really awesome. But with every D D campaign and as you've experienced, it takes you four hours to go through a 24 hour period in, in like in game. So like it takes forever to do stuff. <laughs> so so like yeah. you know. All right. Uh final Legend of Vox Machina episodes three and four thought. Hmm. Has your opinion of any of the characters changed since the first two episodes? I'm liking Keyleth more. Okay. She still needs to grow some balls, but, you know, we're getting there. Uh, I don't really have much of an opinion as of yet for Pike. Fair. Obviously, I love Vox. Vox, the, the Vax, dude. sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'll get it right. Uh, <laughs> well, it, like, it's not like it's easy to, like, like, it's Vax and Vex, and that's just confusing. Yeah, so. and then we have Vox Machina. It's just yeah, so it's much. Vax, Vex, and Vox. And it's just like, oh. Uh, so, what I else? definitely knew going in, like, you would love Vax. Like, that was, I knew that. I knew that before you ever watched the show, before the show came out, you know, like. I you just Ani knew. Like oh, yeah. Like, you I bet Ani would like Vax. It's just like a like just an obvious thing to be fair so and just like people's surprise that keyleth is my favorite so because usually like 
I have a very fine line of like the the type of female characters that I like, and uh-huh. usually Keyleth Keyleth's personality type would line up with the kind that I can't stand, like the way Orahime and Hinata and like in some ways Lucy from Fairy Tale, like just kind of grate on my nerves because it's just like useless woman. Yeah. Who should not be useless, but Keyleth isn't useless, and that's the thing. It is like Keyleth has No, Keyleth is not useless, but she has a long way to go. Keyleth is just very insecure, and like that I can I can definitely accept that more than I can like Hinata and Orihime, who should be powerful and are just not, but not for good reasons. <laughs> Keyleth at least when she has a fault and like when she's has her weaker moments, she has reasons and it's given. Uh-huh. Hinata and like Orihime are literally just just there to be there to fill a, a stereotypical role of female in danger, male hero must rescue. And that pisses me off. I see. And Keyleth is not like that. Keyleth is powerful in her own right. She just has to learn. She just has to grow. She just has to like come into her own, basically. And like I can accept that coming into your own story a hell of a lot better than I can accept literally female created to fill vacant role to support lead hero dude like yeah yeah like lucy from fairy tale has her moments of being very powerful but they're always in the absence of natsu it's always when he's not there she's never powerful when he's there and it pisses me much also it also pisses me off that all of her abilities are literally summoning other things to fight for her yeah and it's just the like, celestial keys uh-huh yeah and it's just like i get later on like she gains abilities too so that when she summons them they both have abilities and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it takes so long to get to that part and she still doesn't do a whole lot i know Frustrating. the uh oh, what was it uh the one thing with Lucy that really like hurt, yeah, was the whole thing with Aquarius. Fair. Aquarius that's... is a bitch. Yeah. But oh. Yeah, that's fair. Especially when you learn Aquarius was her, her mom's, like Lucy's mom's <laughs> spirit, and it's just like, ooh, <laughs> okay. Oh. But it also, it like it explains their relationship better and like why Aquarius doesn't really like Lucy but at the same time like she has to protect Lucy and like all this other stuff too so Snape mm-hmm. it's like Snape no I, I know it's not like Snape <laughs> I know I know the question would be is Aquarius a child abuser <laughs> no Aquarius and I'm is- not sure the answer is yes but I'm not sure the answer is no because she has tried to drown Lucy she has so yes she has tried to drown Lucy because Lucy needs to learn a couple fucking lessons Aquarius <laughs> has never worked for a megalomaniac genocidal psycho though so there's this that this is true this is true there is that but you know Lucy is I like Lucy. It just irritates me that she can do her own shit, but the second a dude is around, she can no longer do her own. Yeah, she just kind of goes, "I don't. I forgot how to do all the things." And for some reason, ends up naked every other scene, and it's just like, yeah, why? Always somehow naked, and it's like, child, why? 
Like, and for the stupidest reasons. Like, you can tell the author just wants excuses to do that. And it's just like, why, though? Like, you don't need to do that. Like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, but yeah. Like, there's, there's, a, like, Hinata and Orihime are bottom tier, like, useless women who are created for a role. Then, or, then Lucy is the next level up. Is, is useless in ways, can take care of herself in ways, like, that in-between stage. And then there's uh -huh. Keyleth, who is insecure about what she can do, but can actually do a lot of shit. Doesn't matter who's around. Like, whether it's a dude, a chick, like, whatever, a fucking yeah. dragon. Like, she just has to learn to trust her own abilities more. And I like the arc and character growth that Keyleth goes through. It's just that you have to understand when you're looking at Keyleth that that's what's happening is it's a yeah. genuine character arc that takes place over a significant amount of time. And I always felt really bad for Marisha Ray because people just gave her is so that the voice of Keyleth? Yeah. Okay. So much shit for Keyleth. And people called Keyleth useless all the time. And there's She's still not useless. She has to grow. She's a baby. She's what, 18? I think it's very I'm not really sure. I know she was really young. But she's also like she's going on this trip for her aramanthe and that she has to beat that the, she has to go conquer the thing that killed her mother and like yeah. that would just make anybody super insecure she's leaving home she has to do this or her people like she can't like inherit the title of leader from her people and all while trying to figure out what to do and like grow into her own abilities and like she just has really bad anxiety like, like y'all need to give her some slack, man. Yeah, and like people used to give her so much shit, just so much shit, and I just don't think it's valid Fair. because you'd have to you have to look at Keyless from start to finish and just understand that this is Marisha Ray really just started actual character growth in the actual amount of time that it would take, and not just decided that today. Well, she's more confident now that she's at level twelve or whatever. You oh, know, yeah. like you know, like it's just. And, and that's a hard thing to do. Like, that's a hard thing to let go, like, to take the time to take every single step like that with a character yeah. and not just get to the point you want to get to. So, but she she did it very, very well and was very successful with it. It's just that some people don't take that for the value that it is. So. Well, they can go suck it. Yeah. So, because Keyleth is my favorite because I enjoy the overarching Char character arc and yeah. then just the sheer amount of effort that marisha ray put into keyleth like i just think more people should appreciate keyleth so because she's pretty badass anybody who could turn into a fucking dragon is pretty fucking cool so right it's like so. i don't think you want to piss her off because she will turn into a dragon and probably just she'll just eat you and then you just you're not she'll a wreck you anymore. like i don't know i don't know what you're gonna expect from that it's like Okay, like you piss her off and she's just going to turn into a dragon and eat you. So like I don't know like, what you were expecting. Sorry. Yep. Just like, okay, bye. So just bye. Someone's dinner now. I like the um like the arc of like the Briarwood arc and everything like that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it because like I watched the first I think four plus episodes of this series before I stopped watching it and I definitely didn't finish season one um okay. not for any particular reason but I just I didn't finish season one and then we got to talking and like uh, about having it on the podcast yeah and then 
way down the line actually did it on the podcast so so i think we were talking about it like way before we actually started like, it, it took us a while but we, yeah. we got there yeah so i watched i think the first four to six ish episodes i think but i know a lot about vox machina it's been a while so <laughs> since i've seen anything from vox machina so but uh because I started watching Critical Role with the start of Campaign 2. And uh, oh. so, like, everything I've seen from Vox Machina, I, went, I had to go back and watch. So, I've definitely seen the most of Campaign 2. And, I have um, seen none of these campaigns. I mean, I've... Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I, fin- I finished season one of Vox, but, I mean, I don't remember half yeah. the shit. Yeah. So, but, like, I mean, I know everything that happens. Like, nothing that's going to happen is going to surprise me. Because, like, you spend enough you, time in a, you've a fandom, campaign. you don't even have, yeah, and, like, well, you spend enough time in a fandom, you don't even have to watch any of it. And you can just know, like, what happens because you spend enough time in a fandom and you're going to find spoilers. There's yeah. no way, if you're in the Critical Role fandoms, you're not going to You don't spoilers. know what's going on, yeah. Yeah, especially because one campaign has things that lead into the second campaign that leads into the third campaign especially if you're watching the third campaign i am behind in the third campaign now so and i need to catch up so but especially to find out what the fuck's happening with the moon what the fuck um, is happening <laughs> it's just like mm, okay they might destroy a planet so it's fine it's fine why not why not just trigger a second calamity that's fine it's fine Totally it's just fine. it's just interesting to see what they're doing because and figuring out what i want to put from that in <laughs> because i had different plans for one area you guys are going into and then i read one of the comic books they released oh. and i'm like oh i need to change some things <laughs> like i want to we, we can't we can't have that so uh yeah so i had i had changed some stuff and uh delightfully changed some stuff but uh i did change some things so but um but yeah so but um i'm not currently watching or catching up with any of those campaigns because i've been listening to a lord of the rings game instead so which is very good so it's um unpredictable party one of the uh well not one of the the podcast that i am gonna check out and you probably like it too is called probably science okay just a bunch of comedians talking about things they think is science sounds hilarious okay that's cool um for anybody who's interested in lord of the rings you guys can go listen to the lord of the rings rpg called the unpredicted party um I really would like they're do like the um, Free League Publishing put out a game called The One Ring, and it's basically a, like a D and D esque game, but set in like Middle Earth, which is great. And I've never read any of the Lord of the Rings books or like Tolkien's books, and um, does make it a little confusing of knowing whether they're talking about a place or a person. <laughs> Because some of these names are like, is Gondolin a place or a person? It's a place. It's just like, is Florian a place or a person? About Gladriel. And it's just like, it's a place or a person. So hey. I have played the place or person game with this on occasion. Because like, some of them I've heard of. I've heard of Florian. Okay. I've heard of Gladriel. Like, and all that stuff. But sometimes they throw out names out there. And I'm like, mm. like I don't know. Judging I'm by the context. I'm not too sure. 
I can't tell whether you're referring to a place or a person. So <laughs> I've Googled a couple of things. It's really like their show is really, really good. I will give them that. It's definitely could never I could never like be the game master for it because I just do not know enough about the world of Lord right. of the Rings. I would love for Aaron to do it one day. And like uh, us play what Aaron like is a game master, just because she would know all yeah. of the things that she needs to know for it. So like that would and be really we're just cool. Yep, go for it. Yeah, and uh which I think in a lot of ways would be really really interesting and really fun. But uh, and they're also in the process of coming out with a um D&D compatible uh version of the game so that you Ooh. can use it in a D&D campaign instead of okay. just Okay. Because the current version of it, it has its own rule set. It has its own, like, everything. And it has its own, like, characters and, like, like okay. classes and everything like that. But they're working on a version that you can put in D&D and use it with the D&D mechanics. So I think that would be cool. really cool. I, uh, it's like, I would really like to do that, but I would definitely um, require somebody else to be the game to do it. Because I could not, not do that. So... But um, but I think it would be really cool. Need to get Aaron to do that for us one day. Just be like, hey, like Aaron, we need you to um, DM. Yeah, just like, can you like run a uh like a Lord of the Rings one shot for? And us? she'll just be she like, could. what? Yeah, <laughs> she'd probably be like, no, no. But um, it's really really entertaining to listen to the unpredicted party do it. Um, Don Marshall probably knows more about lord of the rings than literally anybody maybe ever <laughs> so by the way Fair. this episode is not sponsored by any of the podcasts that we've been talking about not at all this is just but we recommend them shit. all but we recommend the ones we're talking about oh, yeah. um but uh, yeah because yeah. anybody who likes lord of the rings you don't actually have to know a lot about lord of the rings do it like i'm getting by with literally just having seen the movies and the tv show and that's that's it like that's all i'm getting yeah, by i've only with. seen the movies so yeah so, like, that's all you have to really have, like, seen to understand it. So, but it is very entertaining. So, I definitely recommend it. And I am catching up on it. Come on, episode 16 out of 25 at the moment. So, it's not, it's not over. It's just that there's only 25, I think, episodes out at the moment. Okay. But uh, it's very good. They're very long, too, like, the way D&D campaigns are and stuff like that. So, it's been keeping me entertained at work. So, I've been listening to them while I've been working. And... It is one of the things that is making work not awful. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. So work, I like listening. not awful because you know work is very, very awful. awful. So I like I enjoyed listening to podcasts and, and I'm caught up on all my other podcasts too. So like the D and D is for nerds one I'm fully caught up on and that took me a while too because like that was that was a lot of binging one episode after the other too. So I guess uh, guys, here's our random podcast plug for other podcasts <laughs> like all of a sudden right like, never done like, that hey anymore. like hey well, check these people out you want to listen to a DD campaign you can check out our campaign which is the nameless city campaign which is found in our feed on literally anywhere you listen to your podcast for us um if you're looking for other DD podcasts i'd start with dnds for nerds because they're really funny um and Adam Carnavale does DM different <laughs> versions of D&D, like the different editions. There's the current edition of D&D and the one that we play is 5e, so the fifth edition. Okay. He plays some of the other ones, too, on there. I believe he plays 3.5 in the beginning, I think 4 at one point, and then he, but he does do 5 several times as well. 
Okay. So, um, and he, look, I can never troll you guys as much as Adam Carnavali manages to troll his players. He also actively does try to kill people. <laughs> so, like, I have yet to actively try to kill you. So, and it's very amusing. Yet. You have actively yeah. to yet kill us. Yeah, yeah. Act- no, I'm. I could not actively try to kill you the way Adam Carnavale tries to kill his characters. So, it's. But it's. He does it in such a hilarious way, and um, I definitely recommend D and D is for nerds. Any of their campaigns, literally, just any of them. If you want to listen to a cat try to murder somebody, start with campaign one. Because um, <laughs> Jigglump is amazing, best D and D cat. I swear. Uh, besides myth, yeah, Jigglump. I like it. Uh, who belongs to the wizard? Criff pum pum criff. <laughs> the magical works of Chris? Jackson Bailey. <laughs> pum pum criff. Yes. So. Crim pum pum criff. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah. Got some recommendations out there. Uh, if you want to listen to the uh, science podcast, you can go listen to... What was the podcast you were talking about, Ani? Uh, probably Science. Probably Science. You can go listen to them. Um, if you want to listen to uh, some other millennials besides us complain about the world, you can go listen to 30 Dirty and Dying. Oh, yeah. Um, they're great. They are podcast friends of ours. So you definitely go check them out. And, um, yeah, I guess we're just going to – we just spent the last few minutes of this episode just kind of plugging other people. So I mean, why not? Um, yeah, there's no like affiliation with anybody. There's no ads. Like this isn't sponsorships or anything like that. This is just us. These are the things we enjoy. We hope you enjoy them too. So enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the next episodes of the Legend of Vox Machina with us. Um, we will be continuing this series. Um, it will take us a little while because we are alternating this series with Hell of a Boss. I'll probably end up finishing Hell of a Boss before we finish this one, just because Hell of a Boss is a heck of a lot less episodes than this one does. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I hope you guys have been enjoying it. We will see you for the next bout of uh, campaigns in the worlds of D&D, and then just uh, all kinds of stuff. I was going to say um, Armenian History Month, but I'm pretty sure this episode comes out the next month. <laughs> so... All right. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will enjoy see the you. rambling. Enjoy the rambling. Um, we will see you guys next time. And uh, yeah, just hit us up on our social medias if you'd like to see more of us or just see us because technically we're just disembodied voices that you listen to. So yeah, we're just us. Just yeah. Us. So <laughs> that wasn't mildly creepy or anything like that. No, not at all. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> I guess maybe we'll see you next time. <laughs> yep. Say goodbye, Ani. Goodbye, Ani. <laughs> <laughs>